The Wandering Journo at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey through theatre of the mind, highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. It's not often that a live show stops you in your tracks, makes you assess your life as it stands and challenges the way you view those around you. But Chasing Smoke by Cassis Circus does just that. The evocative and triumphant performance by Australia's only Indigenous contemporary circus ensemble was one of the standout performances of this year's Woodford Folk Festival in an exceptionally crowded program. It's about to go on tour around Australia and ultimately to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Humour and satire mix playfully with incredibly challenging physicality and stunts, but perhaps the most gut-wrenching moments are those when the Indigenous cast open up in their own words about their personal journeys discovering their Aboriginality. During a workshop, the performers held to teach their skills to lucky participants at Woodford. I was lucky enough to speak to the visionary director of Casa Circus and Chasing Smoke, Natano Fa'anana. Natano, thank you for joining us on Streets of Your Town. Thanks for having me, Nance. Tell me a little bit about your journey and how long you've been involved with circus. Ah, okay. So, compared to most who usually start from childhood... As, as young as five, like my co-directors, they've been doing it since they were kids. I actually discovered it only later in life, but um, yeah, it's been, a, 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 let's just say it's been 10 years in, so far, my career uh, in circus, but I've, uh, I've jam-packed a lot in there, you know, I felt like I had, I, I'm making up for lost time. Uh, but yeah, I, I, basically it was one of those things where I loved art, I love art, I love being creative and I love physicality and having this combination was the perfect fit. Tell us a bit about the troupe that you're with. Do you call it a troupe or a group? Or? Yeah, a company. Well, a company, company? is called Casas Circus, mm. and the show of which you saw is yeah. Chasing Smoke. Um, it's quite uh, distinctive, isn't it, from other... I mean, I've seen quite a few circus shows over the years, but this is just really searing commentary as well at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and I'm, I'm really, really quite proud of this work. I'm quite proud of the performers, and I'm, I'm really... I'm excited about the reactions that we're getting as a result. Um, we Being set out packed houses every night, packed houses and standing ovations here at Woodford. And um, yeah, lots of lots of beautiful uh, feedback and, and just people moved. Um, you know, it's a circus show, so we yeah, there's a joy, there's a high physicality, there's the skills in there and the tada factor. Um, but also, what's important, Chasing Smoke being an all Indigenous cast, it was important for us to discuss some issues. Um, and, and topics and uh, things that the six performers all feel they need to discuss. Uh, so it's been a, a, an, ex- an interesting process. We, like we said, we wanted to entertain the audience being circus, but we also wanted to inform. So Chasing Smoke is the first um, touring all Indigenous contemporary circus, which is pretty exciting it's really exciting it's 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 also annoying you know it's taken this long to get (laughs) one and also but now we have one so great Um, how did you all find each other mm, so circus oz Mm. it's a company in melbourne yeah Yeah, Yeah. they have a black flip program so i came on to um be the lead trainer on that uh 2016 and i I came on with the premise that if i was going to do it i wanted to have a show outcome and 
Chasing Smoke was the show outcome out of that two week, oh sorry, it was a four week project. Uh, we premiered the show in Urimboy Festival in 2017, of which we won a Green Room Award yep. for last year. And uh, my company are now the custodians of, of the work. So we, my company, Cassis Circus, took on Chasing Smoke mm -hmm. from Circus Oz, uh, which is really exciting. And it's a perfect mm. fit for us. So we're, we're a little company, but we've got, we've got kick. You know, we got grunt, and we don't. Um, and we want to make work that is that reflects the times, reflects the, the the commentary that is often discussed in amongst our circles in, in Australia. Um, and it's an interesting thing because contemporary circuses generally like tricks and tadas and tricks and tadas. And so it's a it's a fine balance of trying to figure out how do you insert the, the you know the stab the cut. Stab the audience with this, yeah. with these subjects. Well, and it is really interwoven throughout, isn't it? How did you mm. script this? I mean, to to mm. kind of get that light and shade must have been tricky. It was really tricky, um, but also it was also easy. Basically, I wanted to make a show that reflects the the the, the six individuals. I wanted to be about them. I, I'm not. And I don't speak on behalf of all Indigenous people, it's not my place. But what I can do is comfortably facilitate the stories of these six individuals. And thankfully, these six individuals' stories resonate with the greater population of Australia, especially the Indigenous uh, folk, especially the young Indigenous. It's been a phenomenal journey so far, just watching some of the school shows that we've done. You know, kids crying because they... they, they it appeals to them. Some of the... You know, we talk about the fair skin. Um, Aboriginality, which is an issue. It's an issue both with uh, this, some of the individuals in the cast in terms of the white community and also with the black community. You're, you're too black in the white community and you're too white in the black community in some and cases. And you uh, handed out lamingtons at the end yes. just to get that through and That's the kids right. loved that. I mean, is there an aspect of that too that perhaps, because I know the children that I was with we're really moved uh, by that, and particularly the story of one of your performers who doesn't know her tribe and is still looking. Still she, the the ch mm. children were really moved by that. But yeah. then to get the lamingtons at the end and they're eating them and everything, I suppose it's multi-layered, and this is something yes. that they might process as they grow up. Well, that's right. And, then, you know, that was fun. We wrote the script for that for that final speech, um, and we're trying to, you know, not alienate any of our mm. white friends. We've got white friends and family, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we don't like to point. What we do like to acknowledge is uh, some of the travesties of the past, so we don't repeat them. But at the end of the day, we love everyone, you know, and we want a positive future. And so, just to put context to the, to the listeners, um, I think the lines of the, the Lamington context is that <laughs> the sponge cake is our, is our history, our chocolate goodness is our <laughs> blackfella stories, the coconut sprinkles are our white families, and if you cut deep enough we all bleed the same jam yeah absolutely beautiful and uh, particularly that performer at the end yes. um, and she summarised that so well and how I think that white Aboriginality as you referred to is a product of yes. government policies and people perhaps forget that and it's not yeah. making excuses but hey you know this is what created us well absolutely and you know, I didn't know half of it when I was mm. making the show I did a lot of research to, to support some of the, the concepts and, and themes that I wanted in the show. And all the, in doing that, I've found some horrible stories. Yeah, the government was responsible for trying to breed out Aboriginal people. And, it's, and some people just didn't even know that. But it, that happened. But also, you know, as, as Lara in the show discusses, some of the fair skin is actually a direct result of love, you know? Because her, her father is a very, 
you know, he is a black fella, Afro, and his mum is her mum is a uh, an English rose, you know, redhead, uh, fair skin lady, and it's beautiful, you know, and they're in love. It's so, yeah, it's been it's been a fun journey trying to to reflect these individuals. We are black, brown, and beige, but we are undeniably Aboriginal and proud. happened last night where we had the elders to, so the Jinnabara elders came to the show and they were because that's from, the land we're on here that's at the Woodford. land we're on yes um, and so that wasn't a particularly um, um, you know there's a little bit of anxiety because mm. you just don't know how it's, the show's going to be taken we, we really tackle some issues and you're a guest on their land really and we're a guest on the land but I think it was safe to say that they they approved they I mean, I've never seen it before, but basically as they did the curtain call, six performers were taking their bows, and then Uncle Ken, who's the elder, and, and some of the aunties just got up out of their seats and walked to the stage and grabbed the cast to give a big hug. So it was so beautiful. Mm. Yeah, really, yeah, just having some really beautiful experiences and, and reactions and... Um, and yeah, and, and commentary from the general public here. This is such a new approach. That's why I really wanted to get you on the podcast. Can you tell us a bit about? Oh, yeah. Um, even I think of the the rope sequence. You wouldn't think mm. that some that that amazing physicality of your performer climbing up that rope, but mm. but that also had a message as well. Yeah. So that in that <laughs> in that piece, um, Harley is um, he's an aerialist. We wanted to tell the story of song lines about how. Mm. These, you know, the journey of the song lines can carry you through throughout the, the landscape, the land, and keep on going just through song and and through storytelling. Preceding the rope act is the all five other performers, so there's six in the cast. Yeah. So five others were with the Coolerman, were drawing their song lines, of which they all merge to this one line. That's the common story that they all have, which is their pride, and so then that is executed by a rope act by Harley, and uh, you know that's. His act was, it's just, there's nothing to it. It's not a massive ta-da, but also the, 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 the massive um, feats that he's able to execute, they're really difficult, and it's really quite a yes. different act. It's not yeah. like a drop, wrap-up drop. That's oh, often how he pulled himself up. Yeah. Must be five metres in the air, yes. basically, with well, nothing is, but yeah. his own arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's um, amazing. And the, and the dancing. Mm. I know the children that I was with as well commented on this, that, that they loved the way that the, the girls in the troupe, that your amazing female performers, mm. communicated their stories through dance and it seemed to have more impact, I think, by that. Yes. So going back to what you were saying before, mm. I forgot to uh, mention that like mm. the process was actually quite interesting because I was... I was given the task of making a circus show, but the reality is there aren't a great deal of Indigenous people who can do circus. And that's what we're trying to forge, more opportunities. Okay. So what we did have was Jack, who's an actor, or actor-trained, uh, so is Lara, 
um, theatre background, Ali and Pearl dancers, and and, yes, and then Dylan and Harley is circus. So there was this, you know, it wasn't about going, I'm going to force you to be a circus performer. It was actually capitalising on the skills that they have as natural storytellers with mm. with what they what they have. So um, the girls are trained, Pearl and um, Ali are trained at ACBA, so it's Aboriginal Centre of Performing Arts in Brisbane, and that's where they met. So they 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 are keen dancers, as a lot of the indigenous folk I know, just natural, beautiful movers. And that's how they like to express themselves through their dance. You know, get them to talk on a mic like this, not so good. Get them to tell a story through movement, tell a massive story, you know. <laughs> well, they did an amazing job and I loved even the condensed stories. Was that each of the actors reading that or did you get someone else to voice? That's their own voices. The, I mean, that was really powerful and I think you could tell there was an authenticity there. Uh, absolutely. Um, it was an interesting uh, task of making that. Actually, this was one of the, my favourite discoveries about Chasing Smoke was we were running short of time making the show and also I was feeling like we were lacking um, a bit the heart was there, but it wasn't it wasn't gutsy enough, and it wasn't personal enough. So literally on the tech day of the opening night, the, oh, at the premiere, mm, yeah, I um, I went. We had a recorder, and I was like, you know what? I think he just everyone. What's going to record your voices? The movement piece that we had, it was just blank, and they were just moving. But I said, no, we need a landscape. We need a soundscape to accompany that. And so they all just spoke and just blah. Yeah. Told a story, just a little bit of themselves, and that was it. And so that, that became the soundscape for each of the individual stories. And it was interesting because they all were like, this is what I want to tell. Yep. This is how I identify as an Aboriginal person. Dylan is a second-generation circus performer for his mum, but also a Wiradjuri man, loves his culture but, and belongs to two, two tribes, a circus and Wiradjuri. And Pearl, as we discussed earlier, is unfortunately through the government, wasn't her, her family history stops and is lost. And so she's, but she's constantly on search, looking for it. And you, and through Akpa and through this show, in fact, there are people coming out going, "Hey, I might know your family." Mm, yeah, well, that's beautiful. Mm. I think it shows the power of the voice, doesn't it? And Absolutely. perhaps the power of the combination of all those factors. So the physicality of circus, the voice, dance, all of that just brings the message home to people. I remember the story when I was going through a very hard time in my life. I went for a bushwalk and I started to pray to my ancestors. As I prayed, I felt these strong tingles all over through my body, like particles rushing through my whole body. I felt like this big barrier around me was my ancestors there. From that day on for a week, three red-tailed black cockatoos began to follow me. And they followed me from tree to tree if I was walking down the street. If I was an hour away, they'd follow me. And my girlfriend at the time even said, you know, those three cockatoos, they're following us. And I knew it was the same ones because there was always this one cockatoo who was like a bit clumsy and whenever he landed, he'd like bash into the trees and he was like funny and reminded me of myself like, you know, a clown. Later on, I found out that the reptile black cockatoo was my totem. So, you know, that was my family coming to visit me through my totem and my spirituality, I guess. And then it made me realise that we may not have all our cultural practices, we may not have our dances or our language or everything else that we used to have before colonisation, but we do still have our dreaming. It is here, it is below us, in the ground, it is in our atmosphere all around us and it is in the skies above us. Our ancestors are here, our culture is 
not just something we practice physically, it is in our DNA, it is our spirituality, and it can never, ever, ever be taken away from us. It is a part of who we are. It is our spiritual history. It's pretty challenging too, isn't it? Yeah, so we don't like to alienate our audiences. Yeah. What we want to do is educate and inform. And, and and gift them with this with the individual stories, um, but also and, and also just tell them that this is this is the plight, this is the issues we face, and it's not to say you're blame, but just know, and if possible, help. Yeah, you know? and you're taking it to Edinburgh this year. Yes, yes, we are. How exciting. Uh, yeah, so that's in August. This August, year. yes, yeah. of course, a bit later. Yeah, it's a big move. Um, mm. being, doing the big jump internationally, but you know, there's a lot. There's a great interest. We, my mm. company, Cass, has worked a lot in Europe, in the UK, and once they heard that we Chase the Smoke was uh, was happening through our company, they were this this massive push for it they were like bring it over bring it over so yeah it's it's time we, we had to just we couldn't rush it because as a small a young company in terms of Chase the Smoke itself I didn't want to uh, throw them in the deep end that's often the case we needed to formulate a, a strong bond with each other be a tight ensemble and and get we have this philosophy in a, or saying in Casa Circus the 20 Three hours outside of that one hour, one hour show are more important. So you need to learn to live with each other, care for mm. each other. So yes, one hour is perfect, you know? A pretty intense environment it's by the sound of it when you're all travelling together. Yes, exactly, yeah. So Circus is far from dead by the sound of it. For anyone who had any doubts, this is like the new iteration oh, of it, in it as well. Absolutely. And Brisbane has got a phenomenal reputation worldwide. I don't mm. know, not... Mm, Lot of, not a lot of great, oh, sorry, not a great deal of um, Queenslanders or Brisbane folk and actually know that Brisbane has one of the best reputations worldwide no, in terms of the contemporary circus. Mm. Yeah, so we have Circa, which is a, a the world's premier uh, contemporary circus. It's, you know, it boasts, I don't know, 20 or so cast mm. members full time and, and works that are beautiful. We've got Company 2, Scotch and Soda and Sediment and um, Casa Circus, Chase yes. Smoke and Driftwood and Knee Deep. So, uh, and briefs now playing in Leicester Square in London. Um, yeah, it's, it, we've got a really great reputation, and we're really proud of that. Um, it's it's hard work. We're still yet to be recognised as a as a, a tr- in my what it perceives my opinion of the government is it doesn't view circus as a serious art form. Although I think this show surely defies that or challenges that yeah we certainly are challenged (laughs) I mean it was yeah incredible I just felt like I was I had to go and think for a while afterwards great you know and process it all may I ask what what, what did you get what did you what was your reactions what were your feelings I mean it's not like I mean I I felt like I knew it that I knew a lot of this story from my work as a journalist and I've worked in Aboriginal communities but just to have it presented from the people who live it Mm. was yeah, really amazing. Not to read it third hand, not to hear about it from some other expert, mm. to hear it from people who live it. Yeah. It was incredible. Yeah. That's great. That's yeah. Really so, thank you so much for putting the show together. I wonder how it'll go Pleasure. over on overseas audiences, do you wonder? Um, we're going to adapt the show. Yeah. There is a lot of uh, subject matter that, even in Australia, some people don't know um, in terms of context, you know, mm. um, some of the history of Australia. Mm. Uh, in terms of indigenous culture so we're going to have to adjust it to what degree I'm not sure mm. but we will work on that this year uh, just so there's an understanding but um, yeah we're pretty excited we're 
we're nervous, you know, it's a big, it's a big jump, but mm. we want to also, like, we want to educate our Australian audiences and, and the general public, and we also want to do that overseas. What sort of reaction have you had from audiences here in Australia? Have, have you had some, a varied... Oh Fair. yes, varied. Yeah, mm. I love that. I love that. There are some mm. people that are just sort of like, oh, I just don't, I don't get it, and that's that's fine if you don't, you know, to a degree. But but thankfully, the majority of the people are moved, um, and and they're quite vocal. You know, there's there's been so many cases where people are just coming up and just going, thanks. Oh, we had a gentleman the other night who is a grown man. He was like, I would say, his late thirties, um, sitting on the hill just over there. And he was sitting by himself following the show, sobbing. Um, and he was a friend of one of our tech crew, of which the tech crew, um, Tim Lighting Man, came over and said, hey, do you mind going up and talking to that gentleman over there? He's a friend of mine, and he's just, like, had a reaction to your show. Um, it turns out that he also has a similar story. He's, fair, he's a white fellow, but, but actually is um, Aboriginal blood. But his family has chosen to um, deny that their Aboriginality because the small country town they lived in was, I guess, safer to assimilate. Um, but he's always had a strong connection to his a want to, to discover mm. that side of him. So the stories were very um, real to him. So yeah, he had a, you know, a moment and then I introduced him to the cast of which there was a really nice connection and bond and, and now we've got his details so I said, you know, got any questions you want to help us? We want to help you with your journey too. Mm. And so that's, that's the... That's the, uh, I guess, the, our responsibility, you know, as artists. Well, thank you, Natana. And finally, being streets of your town, I should ask you, here we are at Woodford, this amazing little community of Woodfordia that just pops up every year. Do you have a favourite street? Have you had a chance to get out and wander around? A favourite place here in this little, uh, uh, almost fantasy world, isn't it, of Woodfordia? Well, aptly night. No, uh, like that street just there in front of that is Lamington Lamington Drive, so we love it. <laughs> How apt is that? Yeah, no. And they didn't know that it wasn't planned? No. It just happened to be. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Natan. Is Thank there anything much. else you'd like to add that I haven't asked? Got an opportunity to come see Chasing Smoke. Oh, that's right. So you'll be touring around Australia? Yes, that's the that's plan. First? Regional. Um, we're building a tour. It's it's a ways to go, but yep. So looking at the website to keep an yeah, eye on that, would that be best? Yeah, Casa Circus website. And you've got Facebook for Chasing Facebook. Smoke as well. That's right. Thank you very much. That was Samoan Australian director Natano Fa'anana speaking to us from the rehearsal set of Chasing Smoke. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. That's it for this episode. I'm Nance Haxton. Stay up to date with the latest episode of Streets of Your Town by subscribing on your podcast app on iTunes or SoundCloud. See you next time.